three, two, one. Good morning, Joe. Everybody who is tuning in for the second episode, we have made some massive updates to the podcast. As far as audio quality goes, we have gotten Joe a mic and he's got himself a camera. So this uh, definitely make sure if you guys listen to the uh, podcast here on Spotify, um, we also have the, the video version up on YouTube. And what we're going to be doing is taking some of these segments from the podcast that are really, I find really crucial or really good pieces. And we're going to be cutting them up into like five, six minute segments. So you guys can share them with your friends. So you don't have to send an hour and a half, two hour podcast to your buddies. Like, don't get me wrong. People like podcasts, but they may not have an hour and a half to listen to a whole point to a story. But um, this is going to be something we're going to keep improving on. But I'm glad you guys tuned in for the second episode. Once again, I'm going to link all the socials down below. If you guys want to come check us out on all of our different platforms, we stream on Fridays, Saturdays, and sometimes Sundays, uh, depending on the work schedule. And we also have this weekly podcast, uh, Breakfast with Tear Logic, or Tear Logic Podcast, whichever you prefer to call it. And my co-host here, Joe, is now all excited for his new mic. So, Joe, why don't you go into your little intro? Yeah. So, uh, got a new got a new camera up here. Got a new got a new mic right here. So, hopefully, sound like I'm in a fishbowl. Last stream. One thing I want to go over briefly before we get anything else is I I actually listened yes after I published it and I'm gonna quote Alex Jones kind of fucking retarded so two things that that caught my immediate like is my grammar so when we were talking about politics I said I'm gonna try to maintain opinion what I was trying to say is I'm gonna try to maintain a non-bias Exact opposite. I want to stay neutral. I don't want to be extremely opinionated. The other thing is when we were talking about uh, koalas and brain, brains are rigid. Rigid means like structurally wrong. Okay. It has <laughs> got hills and valleys in it. Uh, not rigid. Those are the two things that caught me. Bear with us. Kind of fucking retarded. We're gonna figure this out, guys. We're 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 you're not coming here for a all star performance podcast just yet. We will get there. Especially, I know some people enjoy getting on something real early, and I'm glad you guys that are getting on this early are gonna to get to see this develop. I know that whenever I start doing a podcast or listening to one, I like to go back, especially if it's in somewhat chronological order. I like to go back and start at number one and see how they go. And even if I don't catch up with them on where they're at today, like you can't do it on the Joe Rogan podcast. The guy's got like fifteen thousand episodes out or something like that. But like on other pod. On this on other podcast, start in the middle. I'm terrible. Get some more coffee. Oh yeah, you're monster. This hopefully this podcast is one day sponsored by Folgers, and see who wins that debate. Couple things happen. Nope. Hey, if we the day we do that, we will sign it, and Joe will sign releases of the podcast. We'll have like a podcast poster, and he will sign them and mail them to you guys if you want them. Um. Also, so we have a couple things that we're going to go over today that are jumping all over the place. We're not going to have just a recap like we did last time, which recap worked out really well, I thought. Um, you guys, once again, if you guys have comments or questions you want us to answer or things that you want us to go over in this podcast, hit me up on social media. Hit us up in the comments on these. I can see the analytics. If you guys leave a review, please leave a review for these podcasts. If you guys like them or listen to them for us, and it, with things we can improve on, good, bad reviews, that's fine. I, but the more reviews we get, the more we get pushed out to other people and the more people that can join in this conversation. That's what we would really like. You look 
absolutely ridiculous. For those of you who can't see on the podcast, please tune in at four minutes and six six seconds for that ridiculousness. Um, like my forehead has a mustache. All right, we've lost him for the day. Anyway, um, so first topic I want to go over today in the podcast is the big hot trending topic around streaming and whatnot. Okay, so this kid came out. I don't know his name. I need to look it up, but I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna do people go look him up to cancel him or anything like that. So this kid came out with a masterclass, and everyone, if you don't know what a masterclass is, is when somebody's very good at something, they charge you money to take a certain number of classes from them, and then they're they're supposed to make you sum up all the stuff that they took years to learn. Right? That's generally how a masterclass works. It's usually in business and finance. Well, this kid came out with a masterclass for streaming. Like a shortcut. Yes, it's a shortcut. You pay for a shortcut, right? This kid came out with a masterclass for streaming and by and by that's okay like that's not a bad deal how he presented it on tiktok though was the problem he came out guns blazing and he said i'm tired of all these other big content creators offering you streamer tips and all this other crap that doesn't work and they waste your time just to get your views and they're not providing you anything and there's all these people follow him he's like i'm here to cut through all that and i'm gonna get you guys a masterclass to get you viewers and all this other stuff and get rid of all those terrible content creators that are just wasting your time and i'm like oh oh no i heard that and i was like oh no i don't care if that's actually how you feel oh no you don't no 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 people lit him up I mean, every content creator that I follow online had something to say about this. There were two that were very positive that I saw. Three, maybe. And I don't follow every content creator, so I can't speak for all of them. But this kid got annihilated. And what one of the guys said, which, okay, so first of all, I'm going to stop, and I want to hear your opinion on how, how poorly you know that probably went, because you know how big Twitch is. Um, everybody upset about said that he like calling him out for he's only been he he created this shortcut for other people or or he's only been streaming for three months okay so his master class his his master class like thinks he's got this master but it's not really no it's his way of his his marketing strategy basically was to to cut through all the streamer tips that he's listened to and everything else called everybody else yeah it look like he's not Maybe, but what everybody was saying, and I, I, so you heard that part, but the thing is, everybody thinks Twitch is huge. The problem is, is there's tons of large creators that have already blocked him and banned him. So he, his, so his couple seconds of fame on this idea was great, but if he'd have gone, like one, one guy said it best, and I'm not going to mention him, but he said it best. He goes, you had a great product. He goes, I looked into it. He goes, you had a great thing for beginning streamers. And he goes, if you'd have offered this, it says, hey, guys, here's a beginning streamer course for free. Come check it out. And he didn't charge anybody anything for it. And you said, hey, guys, here's my, my quote, unquote, masterclass to get into affiliate. He's like, that would have been fine. He goes, that would have been totally fine. Everybody understands that that's a grind to get to affiliate. We're never masters after affiliate, but the, there's, there's set metrics at affiliate. Sure. And he's like, but you came out the gate gunning for everybody. And like, you can't, you can't do that. Like, he's basically wrecked most of his career on Twitch now because you can't, Twitch is huge. I understand that. There's a 5 million content creators. But if you piss off the top 1%, you're screwed. And oh, it's, yeah, for sure. it's not hard to reach the top 1%. Look on Twitter. I mean, you can find them. 
I'm not talking like the point zero zero one percent like Nick Merckx and Tim Tebow. I'm talking about like the general one percent because we're in the top four on our stream, and we've only been streaming for four months. It's not that big of a gap to the top one percent. That's sixteen average viewers, I believe. So we're ten average viewers away. I mean, it's not that hard to find content creators that are averaging sixteen viewers. Right. Yeah. And when you piss I mean, off most of them, and like, I'll, sometimes I'll go through there and just try to find somebody to watch, and I'll go. Um, for the filter or not or sorts i'll go like lowest views highest so like yeah the first if you're watching wars nine pages you know yeah i can't i can't remember a time we were ever at like truly i mean of course like there was we stream and i would have your stream up so we never we were never going to get zero right but i think i i can't even remember your stream being at one i think it's always right. been like two or three and I've had friends and family that do that too. So if you're listening to this, don't don't think that it's like I magically came out the gate with people. No, but anyway, so there's like a shit ton of pages of like zero people. Like it's only until like the last two or the first two, however you look, pages where you start seeing like they're from fifteen all the way up to like I don't know, Vader's got like an average. Every time I see it, it's got like forty five thousand people. <laughs> yeah something ridiculous so oh yeah there's a whole bunch of people that stream to nobody you just fine grind it out like something you want to do keep doing it man like, i'm not going to tell you not to do it. but uh there's really not a lot of people that have all no and you'd be amazed you'd be amazed you'd be amazed at the people that you there are people on twitch as a viewer i'll say this before i, I became a streamer I do agree with the concept of if you want to become a streamer, you need to have the idea behind it as I'm going to observe content, observe content, observe content, and see what I like, what I don't like. How would I do this? I'm not just going to come out the gate and do like, hey, this is me. Like you can, I did that, but I also watched people for a long time. And then the nice check and balance to our stream is that Joe didn't do that. Joe is our no filter. This is what I am. This is who I am. This is our entertainment factor. But that's good. Because it balances the two of us out. If we both did it that way, we were like, what's everybody consuming? What's everybody consuming? And then it's a good check for me too, because it's like, I'm doing this because I enjoy doing this. Not because like I need somebody else's approval or I need somebody else's like, okay to do this. Like, this is my free time. This is his free time. We're doing this stuff because we enjoy it and we want to give you guys something to listen to and watch. But at the same time, so many people sit there and go, you got to consume content. You got to consume content. You're right. But at some point I agree that I think that just go for it. I mean, the, the, the downside to aiming all the time is you never actually shoot anything i think you've said that a, a bunch of times i mean you brought that up in our last podcast it's like you can't just sit there and set set these things if i have to know how to do everything and then go it doesn't work that way so that was that was his whole deal and i think a few creators came out on top unscathed as far as like the way they handled him and i thought that was good and the the one the, there's people that are gonna catch catch some heat not handling it the right way or you know but what what is what is the right i think the i think i think the this the problem with the political correctness does it at this point does it matter like are you you have to be a big enough streamer to where your stream is like a business you have to handle it or like like what's the cutoff if you have 25 people in there then you're like no man hey appreciate what you're doing man but i appreciate the way you said it but if you had 24 you're like fuck you kid you know what i mean like right so like I think, at what point do you have to be political about it? Um, I think it's a fun topic, especially that's why I wanted to get you going on it because 
you see it from the outside of the Twitch world. You are the, I mean, you're in the Twitch world. You know all the things that I know. You've, uh, I yeah, tell I'm you all you see. Co-host. I look at a co-host to a Twitch stream. I don't, I don't deal with any of the, the video editing. I don't deal with the recording. I just show up and play. That's what I do. Yeah. And I mean, that's cool. That's good. Cool. And try not to say things, certain things while we're streaming. That's, that's my job. Yeah, that was, um, we'll get into that topic later, but the thing, I, the thing I'm getting at with that is, um, everybody's got this opinion about streamers and everybody's got this thing about growth and grinding and all this other stuff. And I understand that like TikTok has changed the world for streamers. And like, I, I'm one of those. I mean, I have more views than I ever thought I'd get and we're growing faster than I ever thought we would. And I'm very grateful. But at some point too, it's like, I think the reason everybody's mad at him and this is my opinion is because he came out the gate swinging and he came out of a lot of creators that were trying to be helpful. Like sure. they were trying to, if, if you're trying to be helpful to somebody and they just shit on you, you're automatically like that person's in like, like it's, they're not going to like you. But now another thing I want to hear is like people who I've heard, I've heard a couple of streamers talk about this week is like people giving advice when they shouldn't be giving advice. Like, okay, that's fine. I understand that. But like, let's look at it from an obje objective standpoint of this podcast. I've been streaming for four months. I also have other couple things, projects I'm working on on the side. Some of those are giving advice to people. Now, if it's on fire service, if it's on business, finance those things i've done for years and those i would be more probably qualified for to give advice on which is part of what this podcast is about not just but about and then streaming but there are things i've learned that would work better for some people now the problem is is that people could see my content but like he doesn't know what he's doing he only has x amount of followers or you could assume which is a better way to live life in my opinion is assume that everybody you meet has something to teach you even if they're the dumbest person that you know um yeah, so that's, I mean, that's that's a good way to look at it, is everybody has something they can do dumbest person, and I think the, the big thing to think about with that particular part of your statement is that because they're teaching you something doesn't mean it's a good Right. Like, somebody can teach you the wrong finances. Like, I mean, I work in Baytown, Texas, meth heads walking around the street every day, and those guys have taught me not to do <laughs> You know what I mean? The best like, lesson possible. Everybody, do everybody can teach you something. Like, I can look at a crackhead and be like, hey, man, I probably should not walk across the street, not in a crosswalk. <laughs> you know, but like, everybody, you're right. Everybody can teach you something. Could be good, could be but it'll teach you to do or what not to do. Then they're like, do you have to be an expert on something? To, I don't know. That, that I don't know. I don't know. You know so, like, obviously, if if you're like, hey, man, I'm hooking up electrical in my house. What do you think? If I don't have any electrical experience, probably shouldn't take my advice. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. But if like, if I've got electrical experience, then it'd be like, oh, this is what I would do. Then that would be good advice. You, okay. I can yeah. But then if you're talking about like streaming, like we had a million conversations. Hey man, what do you think? What do you think about if we did this? Mm -hmm. I don't know, man. My advice would be maybe not go that direction with, yeah, is that bad advice because I don't have any experience with it? I think so. I think it, I think it just depends on what the topic. Yeah, if it, it's fact based, like okay, you probably should find somebody experienced to give you to give you that advice. But if something that people emotions that kind of thing, I think you get you don't have to be an expert in that field. 
No. And if you have something that's entertaining to you, then and you want to share it, or you have something that you know how to do that you think you can do, that's fine. Offer up free information. Offer up that information to people. Just don't come out the gate swinging at everybody else who's built their name on it, and you think you're going to get quick. I mean, get there quick because you say, "Hey, this is my masterclass." Like you're going to get some. You're going to get some people with that man, but like. And I, I can't help but think that maybe he missed it by like. I think so. Like if I'm, I'm like I'm one of those people that thinks about like, like the butterfly effect. You ever heard mm-hmm. of the butterfly effect? Oh, I love the butterfly effect. Like, it gets maddening if you think about it too long. I know. I I do it all day long. Yeah. Literally think about the butterfly effect all day long. Like, man, what if I took four steps to get to the kitchen? I mean, it would probably be that's a lot of steps. I took fifteen steps to get to the kitchen instead of. Dude, that's way more down. And then, and, then I, and then I get go down this rabbit hole where I'm like, dude, I don't know, bro. Like, am I wearing out my tiles too fast? My floor is gonna give out, or what? Too many steps on that tile. Anyway, See, uh, so um, like, did this kid miss it by a week? He put this shit out there. It was like, look, I got this master class. You guys suck. I'm the best. How you win? And then everybody like jumped him. Oh, yeah. No. I, I mean, what if um, what if he put it out like a week later? And then somebody who in the stream world that just like picked up on it was like, "Hey man, this kid's got some shit." Yeah, it was like actually like a guy who's well known. He's like, "This guy's onto something." Would have ever would everybody have jumped him like that, or would they be like, "Oh no, you're right. This is pretty good." Yeah, you know I what mean, I mean. I, like, did he I, did he miss it by like that much, or was it just? Yeah, because I mean, you got Dan Dan Piana, Piana not Piana. There's a guy who's worth like billions and billions and billions and billions of dollars, like quite literally the richest man on the planet. What? No, no, no. He ran. He he made. Uh, I think he made Harvard more money than anybody else on the planet. Um, like in like a short term, he turned like. I don't remember all the numbers. Dan Piana, I think his name of him. Or. But anyway, the guy does not do political correctness at all. Like he does not do it. I'll find it and we'll talk about him next time on the podcast because I find him really interesting. Or we might bring him up or mention yeah, I want him. To talk about that before I forget that guy, the goat, name something Smith. The goat, uh, uh, the guy, terminal ballistics guy, where he's like, oh, uh, oh yeah, 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 t- yeah, people, people, yeah, yeah, ter- terminal ballistic guy, got it. Shotgun, right, low, right range, physically remove a chunk of shit from your opponent and put it on the floor. Yep, got it. That guy. So this guy, the cool part about him is he brought up the point. He goes, political correctness is a lack of your own security. And now, right or wrong, that is an awesome way to say it. Because if you go around the world trying not to hurt anybody's feelings or step on any toes, then yeah. if you hurt on anybody, st- go around and step on anybody's toes or worry about offending anybody, you're going to go through life really stressed out and really upset. Now, that's my opinion. Statement again. Political correctness is a, is a lack of security in oneself. It shows, it shows insecurity is what the guy was saying in the sense of, Like insecurity, I have to look it up. I'm gonna I'm gonna butcher that part up, but basically what he's saying is if you take so much time to worry about what everybody else is thinking instead of being real and being honest, like you can be honest and not be a jerk, is what he's saying. Sure. But if you take the time to like care for everybody's feelings and everybody's opinions, you're never gonna get anywhere because you're spending too much time worrying about other people instead of what matters. Now that is, I'm just saying that as a, as a neutral stance because I, I heard it and I thought that was an interesting point because. We talk about like this kid right here he upset a lot of people but maybe that was his truth maybe that was his thing where it was like 
I'm tired of all of you guys giving the runaround. I'm not endorsing him, but I'm, I'm saying I'm tired of giving all the runaround. Here's the what you need to know, cut and dry. No BS, no fluff. I'm giving it to you right now. Like, maybe that, what you were saying is like, maybe he missed it by a week. Maybe he was out. Maybe he's, I mean, maybe if he had just left it out and said, hey guys, look, here's cutting through all the BS. Like, he didn't bring up any other creators. If he was just like, here's the, here's the cut through the BS. Here's how you do it. Didn't trash anybody else. He probably would have been super successful. Because people would have been like, Masterclass, he hasn't been streaming that long. What does he know? And then they would have listened to it. Yeah, I mean, like, I think he, I think obviously, like, obviously everybody can agree that titles are wrong. Yeah. Not a master. It would be like a master class, like master class for making affiliate, like you said, good name for it. But like, obviously he he misnamed it and he called people out. Yeah. Yeah. But other than that, I mean, I aside, I really can't. You know, like I think he yeah. went about it the wrong way, but at the same time, I think he went about it the right way. So um, he like got a lot of bad publicity. Yeah. But. In this day and age, bad publicity is... That's what... I, th I think that's what the so girl think, was bringing up. Yeah, I think maybe it, it could turn... I think it just depends on how he plays it now. Turn out good or bad. But um, he's obviously going to have a lot of people at his throat. Going to have to tread lightly, but... Yeah. I mean, he I mean, can leave out there like... We're, we're talking about him on our podcast. You know, Obviously, our yeah. podcast is huge, but like, made it this far. I mean, it's the second episode. Most don't ever make it to their second episode. Actually, most didn't even get published. Um, so, he did something right, obviously. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm going to follow up on Jack and be like, hey, kids oh, doing that. I'll, I'll hear about it in a month or two. I'm sure he'll resurface on TikTok or something. But The interesting part for everybody who's watching this or listening is that since it's a dual-purpose podcast as far as like we put the video up on YouTube and we put the audio out on on all of our major platforms except for apple um it allows you guys to see our reactions to this stuff and it also gives you guys the opportunity to listen to it work so some of the things that we may be saying in the in the podcast here might be very directly related to the video call and if you guys want to see that like i know on other podcasts i listen to it and they have like a guest on we don't have a guest on yet but i want to see what this guest looks like after listening to him talk i'll go look at the podcast videos just to get a, a mental idea of what this guy looks like or gal but, try to get sponsored. Favorite candle blend. Specific to Texas. Called Highly Fragranced Candle. Texas. This one's flavor. Country Road. <laughs> that smells like home. Gotta write this down as Joe's sponsor ad. Sponsor me. Dude, I, no, for real though, I do love these candles. The place I've ever found them is at H E. Mm-hmm. Or you know about H E B. You can find. Becoming a cool. This is not a paid promotion. Not at all. I got these. I've collected. Ooh. Nice. But all right, so that was my that was my interesting thing that I wanted to hear your take on because I know that you are not necessarily following along in the TikTok in the Twitch world and how everything's going on there. But I mean, that's a that's a fun drama filled place sometimes. Um, let's see some other things that I don't see. What do you got for this? What's your first topic you thought of for the week? 
thing that I that I want to talk about the price light duty trucks okay through the yeah because of this new thing with with Biden yeah like so they like first of all they've been they've been right 70 grand or whatever I think it was um don't quote me 2017 Ford put out like an F450 like King Ranch whatever mm-hmm. It was the first production Super Duty like work truck that was over a hundred thousand dollars, hundred and three thousand dollars. Don't quote me. I know. I don't know exactly. Okay. Body style came out. Yep. Um, that right there is. But that right there was. Thing, but my uh, guys that I work, uh huh, tell me that the prices of just in the line and at like a twenty lariat, and it was grand, something like that. And it, any either way, in like two weeks, it jumped up like ten grand. Jesus, get into. Why they're so expensive? I have a theory. All right, so political stuff aside, let's just talk about what I found out so far this week in the news. Biden shut down that big pipeline, right? And so everybody's mad about the jo- everybody's mad about the pipelines being shut down because of the job loss. Now, me and him are both in construction, so we understand that that's a big deal. Now, somebody else did bring up a good point that I listened to, being even being from a construction background, this makes sense, and I didn't think about it this way. All jobs in construction are temporary. Every, pro- every project in construction is temporary. Eventually, it will finish. Like, there will be an end date. I'm not saying that that, that was what's supposed to happen. I'm just saying that the guy brought up a decent point in the fact that most jobs do have an end date as far as the projects are with. Now, right, it, I, I the, the interesting part I do, I do want to talk about is, is I, uh, somebody told me this, is that $58 billion, or $58 million, uh, it was you and another guy from my work, $58 million from Warren Buffett was donated to Joe Biden. And yeah, then Biden's campaign. And then the new pipeline that's going to be the most, it was supposed to be the most efficient, the most clean, the most eco-friendly pipeline out there was going to cost Warren Buffett billions of dollars in losses from not transporting the oil from where it originally was. It was going to lose Warren Buffett billions of dollars. And then all of a sudden he gets in office and it gets shut down. This is a conspiracy thing. I'm just saying this is the stuff that is out there. that's getting published now. Yeah, so I, um, the guy that I'm working with now, the headline I got now, super, super in a conspiracy. Oh, yeah. Telling me all day long about chemtrails, how, how coronavirus was manufactured, and all, all these different, all day long, this is what I hear about. Mm-hmm. And he, uh, telling me about this, I look like, uh, Warren Buffett donated $58 million to Biden's campaign. And then this pipeline got canceled. And I was like, but what people didn't know is who owned contracts trucking of the crude oil and stuff. To... So you can't tell me that that's not at least a little bit suspicious. motivated. You know what I mean? Old going green. It's not going to pass. I understand. He's all about going. Texas governor just put out a statement a couple 
but there he's just like i'm gonna do everything that i can to protect crude oil business and crude oil employees like we're gonna do everything we can to protect that because i was i was driving around like if, if you watch the first podcast you know that i live and it's full baytown's full of refinery mm-hmm. i was looking driving around because i drive around every day for work i was like dude what happens if they shut down big oil like obviously it can't be like an overnight thing where they're like okay yeah we're not we're not using crude oil anymore you know because they're not just going to be giving out electric cars right so they have to keep low of big oil coming in but i was like dude houston would fall apart yeah i mean what is what is houston ha- like every big city's got something like mm-hmm. Houston was here because um, it's right on the bay, so it was a major ship. Yeah, like a big, it's like ships over stuff to drop. Who knows how it works? But uh, that's how it started, and then it became full refineries. That's that's what it is. That's what we got. How many people would leave if big oil got shut down? Big business people that you know, welders, pipe fitters, you know, people like me and you. Like these uh, refineries have their own linemen. Yep. They do all their work. We'll, we'll bring the power to them, but then they take it from there, you know, into the plants. You know, they got pipe fitters in there, welders. They got safety guys. They got those big wigs and everything. Where are they going to go? They're going to leave. Yep. They're, obviously, if Big Oil is not here, they're fucking leaving. Right. Houston would fall apart. Pretty sketchy to watch. Uh, it'd, it'd almost be like a. Great Depression 2.0, just in Houston. Yeah. Big oil. So All the traffic would be probably a lot. Yeah. So my opinion on all this is that this is all great and grand, and I'm going to kind of keep most of my opinion to myself, but I think that a lot of this sounds great on paper, and I'm not against finding a better way to do something. But I'm just going to use the farmer as an example here, okay? So everybody gets mad at farmers for getting subsidies from the government, right? And everybody gets mad about them getting like bailouts and things of that nature or like crop insurance and all this other stuff. What people don't understand is that, and this is, this is coming from years of farming experience on both of our ends. And that's why I'll say this with a lot of confidence is the reason the farms get subsidized is because they don't control their own profit or their own product prices. The government does. The government controls and it also controls the supply and demand from other countries because the reason for that is, and the reason why, like if farmers could charge what they would need to charge to keep in business without getting subsidies, we would not be eating hamburger all the time. I'm just telling you right now, like you would be paying $8 a hamburger. I mean, some people are, but you get my, like that's a combo meal. But what I'm saying is the reason, yeah, fast food. I'm talking about like the reason why our food is so affordable in America is because the government makes it that way. And the reason why everybody gets mad at farmers and say oh you can't charge that they give them subsidies and all these other things like the because of biden's administration from what i'm understanding coming up this is just something i heard online i have to double fact check it or i need to fact check it but next month dairy farmers are gonna take a 25 percent hit in their income because of something that was signed into effect and that's all that's all i'm seeing all over the news as far as the dairy farmers go and everybody likes milk but because of the way things are going and the subsidies everybody's getting mad and He's cutting subsidies on dairy farmers and stuff like that. And that that's a God, that's a never do it. I could never be a dairy farmer. I mean, the amount of work that goes into it and all this other stuff, but all I'm getting at is for the people listening to this podcast is it, when you're looking into subsidies and you're looking into things to get agitated with farmers about, understand that they can't control their own products. 
as far as the price. And if you if we had to pay full price like we do for every other business, we'd be eating a lot more vegetables. That's all I'm saying because it well, costs they're, they're vulnerable too. Like you, you, farmers don't control their own price, and Garrett and I managed a uh, wine farm. We had twenty-seven thousand. There, I mean, there was one winter where we had a disease come in, and we, pigs were dying. Right, you know, like can't control that. We can give them medicine and hope it helps. Who's to say, like, as father-in-law, burned up some crops. You know, mm-hmm. obviously he got crop insurance, so he made his money back, but. That shit happens. Tornadoes come through area field. It some kind of a disease. I go put infection in cows, and there's all kinds of stuff that you can't control. You can't see it coming. Like we had the flu virus, or like the flu every year. People decide whether or not vaccine. So doctors, scientists, whoever, go to China, where the flu comes from. And look at what strains are prominent, and that's what they develop seen off of. They best guess of what's going to be. That's why sometimes you get a uh, flu vaccine. Yep, it happens. You can't you can't predict? Go over there. They make the best guess that they can. Farming's the same way. Like you do the best that you can. try to set yourself up for success, but there's things that you can't see. I mean, like if you're if you're printing t-shirts, obviously there's things you can't see coming, like your print machine. Got a business. Other than that, like your shirts aren't gonna die. You know, like <laughs> they're not just gonna go the, away. The ink isn't gonna get sick. Those those are things that are gonna be. Not to not to pick on like screen printing, making pencils. Yeah, the wood. Not gonna, not gonna get graphite is get burnt by tractor catching off stuff like that. They're vulnerable. Product is vulnerable. Let's. I'll give you. I'll give you an example of like when me and Joe were running large scale operations. Like we had, I think maybe twenty seven thousand pigs at one point we were running. Imagine that if you got twenty seven thousand, let's just call them widgets, right? A widget or a um whatever part for whatever business you want you got 27,000 of it okay and for no other reason than just nature and facts of how things work you're going to lose 5% of that product for no reason at all even if you do everything right you lose 5% and then you have to get rid of the product then you have to clean it up and you have to make sure that nothing else gets damaged when that 5% goes away and you have no idea when that 5% is going to drop it'll be over time and that is livestock farming and so yep. you guys think like, oh, every baby pig that's born is going to go here and blah, blah, blah. No, you have a loss. And so, I mean, we can, we can definitely do a whole podcast on me and Joe's experience in livestock. And, and not a whole experience, but we can do a couple part series on our livestock experience and where we came from in that and what we learned and what our plans are going forward. If you guys would like to hear about that, please leave them in the comments below. Um, but I will say that a lot of people get sold on a lot of different things in agriculture. And if you guys have a lot of questions for people who actually did it, and who are not going to sugarcoat what's actually in the industry, please leave a comment. And I mean, it might get blown up. We might have the vegan lady coming after us, but that's fine. I'm okay with that. I would, I actually, if I had argument about GMOs, I don't care. I'll have, I'll have a discussion with the vegan lady. If she comes on and comes after me, that's just more publicity for the podcast. So, uh, Gordon Ramsay's wants to win. 
Mexican lady called him out. Yes, that was amazing. He's like, because it tastes good. Ate a burger, yeah. Um, Love it. That's the that's the fun part. And guys, also don't believe everything you read on like stuff about farming too. I'm sorry, I'm getting on the soapbox about that, but that's been something that's been there for a couple of years where they have the best marketing scheme for the U.S. government or U.S. consumer with this whole non-hormone, non-GMO thing going right now. I'm just saying that's the best marketing scheme I've ever seen in my life. Do your research. Yep. So, all right, next. Get gluten-free milk at the uh, at the grocery store and pay an extra dollar. There's no gluten in milk. Milk doesn't have any gluten. Um, antib- antibiotic-free chicken. They don't get shots. Can't, you can't use antibiotics with chicken. Not going to be able to buy it. And if you, you grew it yourself, I guess. If you want to catch a chicken and give it a shot, I want a video. Send it to me. Tag me in it. At me. I want to see you giving a chicken a shot because that would make my day. And if you do it, and I'm wrong. I'll, I'll feature it. But that is amazing. If you can give, if because everybody says, oh, they give antibiotics chicken. I'm not catching ten thousand chickens and giving each one a shot. We caught two thousand pigs in a day and gave them their vaccines, and that's a big enough pain in the butt. And they're this big, and a chicken's this big. Yeah, like, we'll do that again. Nope, not ever. Pay somebody else. Um. Let's see what else we got going on. Um, so you want to talk about your your goat guy? Uh, you we can. You have another topic. Can go. I was originally we were talking about truck prices. Ah, uh, truck prices. Sorry, go ahead. I jumped way off of that. Yes, it is not like a necessary part. Right going with it but no it, it prices are like i mean i um i frequent craigslist yeah i'm laying in bed i can't fall asleep craigslist is- mm-hmm. my favorite things to look up is trucks truck guys yeah. and um there's like eight or nine aren't that bad i mean that's 2000 Yeah, and they've got like a hundred and eight thousand miles on them, and sold for like thirty five grand. What? That means that that was that was also a truck that anytime it was over one hundred fifty, you knew you can get a truck for six seven grand. That's how it's always been. Talking about diesel trucks, though. Oh, oh, okay, okay. Sorry, I'm thinking of I'm thinking of gassers, and I'm like, if it's a gasser over one hundred fifty, I'm not paying more than like ten grand for it. I mean, I bought I bought the F fifty. I had a hundred and. 108,000 miles on it. Paid. Okay. I bought. Before, but I had a 14.5 on my trade in for my. Mm. Okay. I think truck prices. I, I think the thing of it is, is like with truck prices, especially, you got to look at. They're looking at it from a marketing standpoint. It's like if people are making more money, they're going to they're going to spend more money. Thing. Uh, it's not a utility thing. It used oh. to be like if you if you went to the store or went, yeah, if you went to the dealership and you're like, man, I need a truck that can that can haul some hay, I need a truck that can haul some cows around. They'll take they'll take you to the back lot and be like, hey, these are these are these work trucks. We don't we don't. Yeah. Nobody wanted them. But if you work, so you can get a yeah. you know a, a ninety-seven fifty with ten miles on it. 12 grand yeah that was it you know so but 
and then now it's now it's a status like thank you country music i'll bring i live i live in houston dude there's there is never not some kind of a super duty or a cummins or a a denali high country anything yeah if you're in the left lane the left lane in texas be reserved super duty is doing 80 plus it's lifted up and lifted up and shit yeah, it's it, dude. There's so many pavement prints. Like if I could carry this outside, pavement princesses love it. I could just do a 360 my driveway, and you would see four, oh. four big lifted diesel trucks that have never done any kind of work. Now the other thing to it too is a lot of people have boats here. Boating is okay. So right, so I'll give that to some people. Got trailers where they're hauling. Uh, another big thing is like quads. Mm-hmm. Polaris's and stuff like that. So they got toy haulers. A lot of people have boats, so they need a bigger truck. But unless you have a really big boat, get away with a half ton. But I get, I get it. If I had a big boat or I had a boat, I would, I would buy it. Basic American bitch. Yeah, I mean that's. But um, like I get it, but they're everywhere. Like if you go to a dealership down here, uh, go to a Ford dealership. Three quarters mm-hmm. of the lot is going to be Super Duty. Yeah, they'll so. have like a, a few edges and maybe maybe a handful of bands. You know. Yeah. Like you're not you're not going to have a big selection of. Go to Dodge, you're going to find mostly Cummins. Yeah. Go to Chevy or or GMC, you're going to find all the all the Duramaxes and. It's unreal to have like this status thing. So like if whenever I go to buy another one, because we will. Yeah. Eventually we're going to need it <clears throat> whenever we start farming again. Right. I'm going to be looking old. Yeah. Old for then, like four or five years from now, I'm going to be looking at 2013, 2014s. Gotcha. That's a 10-year-old truck at that point. Yeah, and even then they're going to have too many bells and whistles, so we're going to have to go find an old contractor truck that doesn't have anything on it. Or we Speaking just do that. Just online last night. Yeah. Uh, surfing my phone last night. Stumbled upon like uh, fleet vehicles. Fleet vehicles. Yeah. Oh, like so the like, ones they drive uh, their drive into the dirt and then they sell. <laughs> Those ones, which, which is that, that's that's kind of what I thought at first too. But um, like the the light company that I work for, all mm-hmm. of our trucks pickups that we have are are, are fleet vehicles, and they right. get better maintenance than my vehicles. I change the oil whenever I need to. I, I put gas in it. I spark plugs and right. whatever, just like anybody else would. But those those vehicles get badass maintenance done. Yeah, you know, like fleet vehicles aren't necessarily a, a bad idea, but if they're just going to be farm trucks, yeah. I mean, also a uh, piece of advice: if you're I, if three quarter ton or a one ton one ton pickup, like man, I I want to have some nice things in it. Like for Ford, just buy an XL. That way, you know for sure you're getting power windows. Some of them come with a big radio screen, stuff like that. But the wire harnesses are not unique to the trim level. So if you want getting cool seats, iron harnesses there. You just have to buy the module and the seats, and you could do that cheaper than having the ship put it in or buying like a platinum King Ranger. And you may want 
heated seats, but no sunroof. You know, yeah. like buy an XL. Don't go over. Like yeah, I you... did. It's great, but I'm I'm not I'm not nice to my things. If you guys are looking into buying, it's not worth me having a a fancy ass. If you guys are looking into buying a truck, and uh, you're thinking you need the best and biggest thing, you don't. I promise you right now. Like people who buy trucks, like it's okay to buy a truck because you want a truck. I'm not gonna fault anybody for saying I want to buy a truck. Like okay, like I, I'm not I'm not the truck police. I'm not here to tell you yo no you don't use it for farming you shouldn't get it no, ah I don't care. But if you're gonna say you're gonna get a truck to use for work, get a truck that you're gonna use for work. Like I told Joe, hey man, I'm gonna get a work truck. This is before when I needed tools for my job. And I have I had a bunch of tools in the bed of my truck that I couldn't get out all the time. And it was a pain in the butt in the middle of winter to try and dig through toolboxes to find one thing. So I needed a new truck. Me and Joe went and looked at a truck while he was still here. And I said, Hey man, I'm looking at this one. It's got a topper on it. It's a work truck. Everybody knows what my truck is in town. Like it's it's been the same truck I've had for three years now. And everybody knows it because it's the only white truck with a topper on it. Like that. And guess what? I got it. I used the hell out of it for work for two years and or a year and a half. And then I got into a trade where I didn't, I wasn't allowed to bring my own tools other than hand tools or whatnot. And so now I use it for side stuff, but it's still, I, I got the truck with the intent in mind to do what I intended to do with it. Cause honestly, after driving a truck, I got the big, I got the a 2003 was my first truck was a, um, Dodge 1500 V8 stupidest, engine to put in a single cab short bed in the entire world i had the biggest right but for me it was the dumbest thing on the planet it was a little two-wheel drive single cab short bed dude fire engine red any anywhere from let's say november late november until March. basically zero traction going on with that Truck. oh yeah it was terrible nowhere it was terrible and up in the ditch a few times but i mean it was i was 18 i decided i'm gonna get the biggest motor i can and this this truck was what i needed it was single cab parents were like yeah you can't get in much trouble in that um and it's a short bed or whatever so i was like all right can't haul anything can't really do anything so i'm just gonna use it to tow around stuff well i later found out my dad really enjoyed me having the pickup truck because then he didn't have to get one so he could haul mulch for my mom or do whatever. Which, by the way, another thing, if you don't own or do you own a pickup truck and you're listening to this and you're thinking about getting a pickup truck, remember, if you don't want people to call you and ask for things, put a topper on it. If, if you want to haul stuff for people, leave it open. Because people will hit you up to move and stuff like that. And that's okay. I'll get a short bed because I have a short bed pickup now. I've only ever had long bed pickups. And I have a short bed now. And it has screwed me every time I've needed Every single time I've needed you, screwed me. But I got that truck, and looking back on it now, like it was a fun truck. I had that truck for like ten years, I think, or eight or nine years. I ran that thing in the ground, and I got it when I had sixty thousand miles. I sold it when I had two hundred thousand miles. Like I was thirty miles short of two hundred thousand miles. So I drove this thing everywhere and anywhere while I was in college, and it was a great truck. But looking back on it, the amount of money I wasted on having a v8 engine and not to mention when i got this truck gas was when it was like four or five dollars a gallon around here so i was blowing all of my money on fuel in that bitch you and i were in the in the same boat because the first truck that i bought was that old blue pickup 96. yeah i missed that thing that thing never thing, died 
It's still running. I talked to the Steven uh, not that long ago. It the is? bought it from me. It's still running, yeah. Oh, Blue's running? 100,000 miles on it. Jesus. By the I way, Chevy, Chevy 90 Chevys, square bodies, gassers are... If you can find one that's not a complete piece of trash, get it. It is probably one of the best trucks ever made. Yeah, so I, I bought a uh, 96 Chevy 3500. It was a single cab, long bed, four-wheel drive with a... Uh, <laughs> With a 7.4 liter gas V8 454. For those of you who can't see on the podcast, I'm dying laughing because I'm listening to how ridiculous this sounds when we're 18. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I, I called this guy who was selling it. Man, that's dead. Yeah, but I'll call more person with me anyway. It's a long bed, so I can use full drive for when I. Yeah, that's perfect. So I called this guy up and I was like, what, uh, what motors have it? He's like, oh, it's a V8. And I was like, oh, it's got that 5.3 liter Vortec in it. Or he said, it's got a Vortec V8. Oh, it's got the 5.3 V8. And he was like, no. Okay, well, this guy. It's a five. And he was like, it's, uh, it's got that 7.4 liter. And I was like, eat. You know, like looking back on it now, I'm like, God, what a bad idea to buy that. But when I when I was like that age, and this guy told me like, no, it didn't have a 5.3, it had a 7.4 V8. I was like, dude, it's exactly <laughs> what he did. And then what he did, not going back through long history ago, was he had to drive an hour to see said girlfriend at time. Oh yeah, the the girl that I was seeing at the time, she lived right down the road. She lived like at the start of it, house. and then she moved an hour away. And he drove that big so truck all the way down there and all the way back. It was hilarious. He blew would, all of his money. I would drive all the way down there, and then whenever I was driving, her parents would kick me out nine or ten o'clock, and then yeah. I would I would drive all the way back, all the way up um, I fifty seven going five miles an hour because at one point in my younger years somebody it was um what me Zach's dad greg <laughs> told me that vehicles get their best fuel miles between five and 55 miles uh-huh <laughs> i was like driving 45 miles an hour semis are going around me <laughs> you know i'm just cruising and it was so oh, i'm right now i had um it had a cassette player in it. Yeah, so I bought that that, that player. That has oh the yeah, aux cord coming out of it, just jamming along in there. But I didn't have an iPod that that <laughs> worked. So I literally I had my my old MacBook laptop that I had. I had that sitting in the passenger seat hooked up to the aux cord, and then I had a power inverter plugged into the cigarette lighter that was charging it. The battery wouldn't last. I was just driving 45 miles an hour and all the way, like an hour. Well, it was an hour drive going the speed limit, so a half. But um, I would just watch that gas needle drop. Like Garrett said, this when fuel was like $4 a gallon. Yeah. thing had like a 38-gallon. And the, the fuel pumps would cut you off at $100. Oh, yeah, you only got like so a quarter being, of your tank filled. Being a 18-year-old. Um, guy that knows literally everything there is to know oh, yeah. my infinite wisdom i decided that instead of dealing with that 
the right way and maybe getting gas whenever I hit half a tank that I would just have to deal with doing two separate transactions and I would run that empty. And the gas gauge was off. I found that out. The gas gauge was off. Yeah. I bought it. It had no gas. But it showed like an eight. Yeah, and of course. Driving it home. I drove to Champaign. 20 minutes down the road. I guess the angle was right. And then on the way back, I, um, I ran out of gas. 45. And I had to walk. I had to walk like two miles to that Casey's and buy a one-gallon gas tank. Yep. That's all they had. Fill it up. Walk all the way back. Wearing yeah. these really cheap Ariat work boots. Cheapest ones they have. So I get these blisters on my feet. And I put that one gallon in there, and I just prayed to God that it would get that that one gallon would last me, because it was like it was two miles the way I walked. I cut across the field. It right. was like a four mile drive, and I was right. like, I'm pretty sure that I'm getting like three miles again. So yeah, here we go. So mind you, back in the day, this was when he was like he said he was 18. He knew everything. He could have called somebody like his parents and or me oh, or somebody. Like Way too much pride for that. Yeah, and he could have called anybody to get the gas, but no, I'm going to walk two miles. I'm pretty sure it was in the wintertime, too. And I think it was in the wintertime because he ran out of it in the wintertime, and he's like, I just need to make it there. All right, what were we talking about? So what is that you are eating? I got to know. Like, everybody here, we took a short intermission. This is a, it's called a kolache. The breakfast hot dog of the South. One has ham and cheese in it. You can get them uh, ham cheese jalapeno. You can get eggs, sausage, bacon in them. They're delicious. Bread with nice breakfast of champions or lunch, depending on what time it is. It's lunchtime around. It's we start these good morning conversations uh, probably about nine o'clock in the morning. For anybody who's curious, uh, we had to get Joe set up today. Um, so that took a little bit of time, which is good. It sounds great now. Um, but then we usually go until, I don't know, probably about noon talking and then we get you guys out your podcast. We had to take a quick uh, caution there. I'm smoking some ribs. So I had to go get smoker started to get heated. Yeah. And I had to go get some coffee. So I needed to put things in there. That's another thing. 12 minutes ago. Ooh, that's another thing, guys. We do. Me and Joe have recently got into, well, Joe's been doing a little bit longer than I have, but like smoking and cooking meats on the grill and pellet and pellets and chip smokers and all that other stuff. You guys want to have a talk about that. This isn't necessarily a barbecue channel, but we do enjoy cooking on the weekends. Today, it's kind of not good weather in Illinois, so I'm probably not going to smoke anything. I'm probably just going to cook something on the grill or cook something inside because it's snowing real bad and it's kind of nasty out. Um, well, it's just not good weather to be outside in. Like every one degree. Mm. You gonna put a sweatshirt on? Oh wait, you already got one on. Alright, gonna put a sweatshirt on. Well, yeah, last week's joke. I'm gonna put a sweatshirt on. Okay, do it. All right, let's see what else we got. So we we're talking about trucks and how overpriced they were. Last thing we we're talking. About. Oh, we're talking about first trucks. How bad of a decision it was for that that Ford you had there. But then I think. Then I yeah, went to a 2005 uh, Chevy Durham, the four door long bed. And that was uh, the beginning of my, my love of quad cabs. That was a four door. Dude, I will never 
never, I should. That's bit me in the ass too many times. But I will always have or, or regret not having four door pickup. The way to go. I just, it's the way. It is. I've really predominantly only had two doors on my trucks, and the four doors are nice, but. I had one. Yeah, I had one four door. And I got rid of it after like a year. Okay, the injector was faulty, put in, and they quarantined it and sent new ones, and it ran fine. Okay, we're fine. not getting into that debate. No, we're, we're not getting into it. Uh, getting so into it. I won't do. I won't tell the whole story. Too embarrassing. Here we go. As he takes his coffee down, so he can just enjoy this whole moment he's having. All right, I'm going to go back further than I. I said I'm not going to do the whole story, but I'm. I'm going to. So Garrett calls me, still in the army at this point. Garrett calls me at whatever time. He's like, "Hey man, I'm looking at I'm looking at buying this truck." And at first, I'm like, "Okay, man, what 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 are you looking at? What are you what are you looking at again?" Oh, it's a 2004 F250, and right right then I was like, "Don't get it. Like, do not buy that truck." He's like, "Why, wow, man? It, it's really nice. It's it's a uh, Lariat. It's." Super nice, it's four-wheel drive, and I was like, it's a six-liter. And for those of you that don't know, six-liters are, like, arguably the worst diesel engine ever produced, and that's because it was the European engine that was bought by National, that was bought by Ford. So it's like a, a third-hand deal to put in there, and it didn't work very good. The emissions didn't work very good, and it, it, it would fall apart, and... We can I can dig into the issues of six liter so many really, but uh, like don't buy it, man. He's like, no, dude. The salesman told me it's a seven three, and I was like, if it was a seven three, I'd tell you to buy it, but it's not. It's a six liter, two thousand four, seven three and and oh three. And then if I was like, ask him, make sure. Hey, uh, that it's a six. But he said that it's studded. It's got head studs. Okay, well, part of the problem. So don't buy it. He's like, well. I'm just going to test drive it. And then as soon as he told me that, I was like, okay, he's buying this turd. I knew that immediately. Test drive it. So Garrett, Garrett wasn't, it, wasn't the dealership in Iowa? Yeah, right off the, yes, bo- right off the border. Right off the border. Garrett's living in far west Illinois. Which... I'm, only, I'm only like an hour from the actual dealership itself. Okay, so then, so then he drives this, um, this test drive. Usually, you know, somebody test drives a pickup and they're like, oh, they drive it home. Maybe they let you keep it for a day. You drive it to work and back home. Garrett turns around and drives all the way to Chicago to pick his. What was it your grandparents from the airport? My grandma up, yeah, and then drove her back to Rant. Drove her back to Rantoul all the way back. Okay, so this is how far was it from your from your place to Chicago? There, two hours. It was a two hour drive, Chicago from work. So then he turns around, drives two and a half. Looking at my dog in the backyard. Um, so then he turns around and drives two and a half hours to town where I'm ran cool. Grandma off, and then turns around and drives three hours back to where. So Garrett, instead of test driving, you know, like somebody would drive it home, drive it to work, you know, he drove like a massive road. I would say a, ma- a midwestern massive road. Yeah, it was all around the state. Yeah, <laughs> for a test drive. Pretty much. Like, the dude, big old square. 
if you don't buy this thing and they took the mileage down before you wrote it, they're gonna be pissed. But yeah. anyway, he ends up he ends up buying this thing, and I was like, it was a bad choice. You know, bad decisions were made. We're we're, we're rolling with it. It's already done. Um, and then he moves back home. I'm in college. He's working on a farm that's a lot closer to home, and he, and we have this system where if Garrett or calls me or I call Garrett and then the one doesn't pick up, it's either because either they're busy or whatever. If it's important, I'll call you back immediately. If I call Garrett and he doesn't answer and it's something I need, I'll call him back right away. So like a couple of times where Garrett calls me, look at it and be like, no, I'm in the middle of something, I'll call him back. He calls me back immediately. I'm like, okay, it's important. So I'm in class, right? Second phone call, so I step out. What is this about? And he's like, <laughs> he just goes, hey man, what are you doing? Yeah. I was like, like, I'm in class, man. What, what? And he's like, um, I need a favor. I need your help. Okay. Where are you? Oh, I'm at the, uh, the U of I vet clinic. Yeah. And I was like, oh, shit. So now my mind is like going crazy. Like he was delivering some animal there to get worked on or picking one up. Got loose. Like it's running around campus. Like I'm, my mind's just going crazy. And I was like, I get all the way over. Like, yeah, man, my truck uh, blew up. What do you mean your truck blew up? And he's like, well, I was bringing this one cow, one cow, one cow to the vet clinic. She's a big girl. She was a big girl. It's a 250, (laughs) one cow. I don't care if it's an elephant. (laughs) And he's like, yeah, it starts blowing white smoke and then shuts off. And I tried to start it and now it won't even turn over. And I'm like, first of all, stop doing that. Stop trying to start it. Because you're going to hydro lock it, right? So at this point, now I'm worried that it's got like a blown head. Yes, his vectors are failed, and now he's bent a couple rods. Ends up being just an injector issue. End up getting his truck loaded. Thankfully. Truck loaded up on a trailer, all back to the farm, and then two weeks before you finally got the injectors ordered in. Oh, it was a project because yeah, we charge your cheap ass wouldn't just buy the injectors and then send the old ones in for the, you know, and get the refund. No, we had to pull the old ones and then send them in. Couldn't just do this all at once. No, we had to. It worked out all right though, because for the reason I say that it worked out all right, because, and, and I know I'm getting that look, but the first time we had to pull them, it took 12 hours and we were do. I, I was working seven days a week and he was working on the weekends too. So it, the only time we had was like Saturday after work until like late at night on s- basically Sunday morning. And so we'd pull them and then send them and we weren't going to put them back in the same night because it, w- it was about 12 hour deal to pull them and then another about nine hours to put them back in. And the second time it took, it took us total 24 hours, roughly the first time to pull and put new ones in. The second time we did it about two weeks later after this blew up, it took us about grand total about 18 hours because we figured out what we were doing. And th- then I sold it directly after that, like almost a week. I put it on new injectors. Bulletproofed. Some guy in Indiana came over. I got a loan from the credit union to cover the difference because I was upside down on it by like fifteen hundred bucks or something like that. And then got rid of it and never looked back. Joe brings it up often, but I I do because it's it's one of the um, one of the many, but definitely one of the most profound. I told you so, Mona. He loves those because it started with his first sentence about buying this truck, and I said, "Don't buy it." And then here we were, like a year later. Yep. And I'm trying to teach Garrett how to do an injector job on like 
pickups you can do an injector job on. Like if you would have waited, like the six fours were kind of terrible too, but the six sevens, like you can do the injectors without pulling the valve covers off. They stole that idea from Duramax. Duramax, you can you injectors without pulling them. It's a good plan. The six seven power strokes are like that now. Or, and Cummins has always been easy. Kind of yeah. top end one. But um had to be like one of the the best way to do it is pull the cab off. Obviously yep. we're not doing that. Nope. So we I fought it. We fought it. Is the worst, by the way. The for anybody, don't ever buy a six O. But if you do buy one or you own one and you need to get that back bolt on the valve cover off, you need two wobble sockets, three universal joints, and a super big extension and a probably a massive breaker bar. Because the way Yeah. Basically that comes in the back and it goes it rides down the firewall and you have this much room to get to that bolt between the firewall and where the actual bolt is. And you have to have one hand back here feeling where it goes and then all of that stuff coming in to get on it and just twist it and, and hope to don't strip it. Cause if you do, you can't get it off and it's terrible. Yeah. We had a, uh, a wobble socket, the short extension onto a universal with a long onto a wobble. Got like a rounded tip. So it kind of, it was a, it was a great time terrible time but it was a great time memory lane wise as far as like how much foam we had while we were doing it i it was it honestly like the, the whole the whole deal of changing the injector always like i wasn't i wasn't really that mad about about doing that. yeah he's more mad i didn't listen to him three o'clock in the morning trying to get it never failed we started like six and never got done till like 3 a.m or we started at noon Never get done till 3 a.m. because we take a break or we go get food or whatever because we just it, get uh, frustrated. Eight work hours. So after I, I had that Duramax, I bought it. I had a 96. Oh. I, still actually, I still own it, actually. 96 Ford F3. And five speed. Doing some work. A couple things. First, First project we did, we just did a whole tune-up on it. Changed all the fluid. Transmission fluid. Oh, we changed the plug, injectors, valve cover gap. That was a project. That took a while. Go to fire it back up. Start. And I fried the IDM, the injector driver module. I fried... I fried the okay. IDM. I was like, I don't know what. So I buy a new IDM. I've, I got it from like some third party parts company, Texas, actually. Pulled it off of like a junk 50 and me. And uh, plug that thing in and I'm cranking on it, cranking on it, cranking on it. I won't start, it won't start. Finally, it fires up. Uh, then we're like, Quite right. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, I drive it around. Got maybe the pictures in or so I drive it around for like two. Just blowing out the out the. I'm talking like a smokes. Like if I'm going down the road and there's cars around me, it's a hazard. 
Like I'm shocked. Right. I need to stop driving. Then uh, eventually, eventually I find out, and I'm like, well, "What's wrong?" You know, because valve cover. What? Seven three iron harness, low plugs, and the injectors. Cover gas, paper gas, plastic gasket, o rings. Old Garrett, take a picture of this wiring harness before you cut it out of the old one. Wire it back up the same. Well, Garrett being the is, oh man, I did it. I did it. I did the driver's side. Garrett did the passenger side. And he wired, there's four, four wiring harness. Two cylinders, two. On one of them, he wired the low plugs to the injectors plugs so that, so i was running on six cylinders dumping anyway takes talent that's takes another a lot time of talent. The, the, the time that i was referring to about getting the decided to do upgrade the fuel pump and go to an electric fuel pump oh, yeah. which is a great idea phenomenal idea if you have seven three but i had no idea what Drive my truck all the way. So, okay, we're going to go to one. Or hanging out there. Long so we don't work on it that night. Stay with him. Arm with him. That night, we. I can't remember what time. Oh, it was early. It was earlier. Yeah. And we worked all the way. Had enough time to get in my truck and drive back to the worked until like seven o'clock all night. On yeah, got it running, <clears throat> got it running. It leaked a little bit, still does, but yeah, I've I've corrected a lot. Um, I made him work all night, and we and then that was all day, day at the farm. Worked all day at the farm. Then we worked all night on that truck. All day at the farm. Sunday, and it's like, man, let's go to church. So I'm like, don't want to. I was like, not because I have anything going against going to church. Like, dude, we've been up for like, right. When I go to sleep. And so, Garrett and I are just like, Tommy's like, all right, let's put bow our heads and pray. We're like, yes. <laughs> In all fairness, so the reason for the, the church comment at that point was the farm boss I worked for at the time, if you were going to church, you didn't have to work the rest of the day on Sunday. I found that out pretty quick. So I was like, hey, man, we're going to church. And I said in front of the boss, like, oh, you guys have a good time. And then he left. He's like, dude, I want to go to church. I'm like, just, you just got to drive over there. And then, so we went in there, and then we actually sat down. And then by the time the second prayer came around, me and him were like, through the whole yeah, service. Intermittent napping. That was. And then they came up to me and were like, oh, you're, you're a new... Um, Person, like a new, not a new, a new person. I can't remember what they. Yeah, did. like a some kind of a cup. You know. Yeah. I'm like, oh, hey, thank you so much. I probably look like I was drunk. <laughs> hey, That's awesome. What a beautiful home you have. What? What's going on right now? 
Why am I here? Yeah, that 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 was that the only time you came down and helped me at that farm? Because there was another time we got royally I, screwed on that day. I came down a couple times to help you. Okay, good. One of them I came, uh, I went down there because you trying to do a break job by yourself. Got lost. Called me. I drove all the way down there. Help you do a back. Yep. It's good friendship there. Uh, one of the other times when I came down there, time it was, I helped you out and I got yelled at by the farm. I just, fuck you, dude. Like, yeah. I'm not helping no more. I just went over by the gate and stood there. Yeah, that was. Yeah, farm bosses or something else. Um, so those were our more interesting truck repairs, um, for sure. Like we did a couple of these, and this was, we were twenty three, twenty four when we did all this stuff. Twenty five, maybe. Yeah, twenty four, twenty five, twenty three yeah. is when I. Oh, that's right. So. so that was definitely that was definitely a learning experience. Learning how to do all that mechanical stuff. Now, I mean, once you've done it once, you kind of get the general idea for it, and you start to understand how to do stuff better. And you're like, I'm also getting to the point now where it's like, I see something, I know how much work it's going to take to do, and it's not that I'm afraid of doing any work. It's that I have other things that are more high priority than that particular task. And I'm now to the point in my life where I just look at it and go, I'm going to write a check for somebody else to make this disappear. I was just talking to my dad about something very similar blessed i have a good job and i make money. and my wife has a good job and she makes good money and so like the when i was talking to my dad about it, it's one of the last times i was getting back home actually um and my wife got married we drove up there together had the wedding back home flew back we had to go to work couldn't get as many days off so i drove back by myself and um like halfway through the trip and i was now I'm going to do it all, do it all in one. And then like halfway through, I was like talking to my dad on the phone. I am not going to make it. Like, well, he's like, I'll start looking ahead. And he's a good dad. Uh, places making phone calls, finding a. And, and it made, it really made me think it's like, uh, I'm off that I, I'm in where I'm in a trip in the middle of the night. I don't plan on stopping. I'm tired. I can just stop at a hotel. I don't have to worry about like I have enough money. I just got married. I have to think about any of that, man. Like, yeah, I'm tired. I'm gonna stop. Or I'm like, yeah, I'm hungry. I'm just gonna get like I just went to the store before we did this podcast, and I was like, oh, I better buy uh, two bags of wood poker for the next time I. Do. I bought two things of brisket. Planning the next time I'm smoking. I'm not living right. paycheck to paycheck. And that's tied into what Garrett was saying is like F-150 that I have now. I need to do some general maintenance. You do the spark plugs, my AC compressor wheel, peaks, like simple, simple things like stuff that I could do. But I'm at the point where I'm like, I'd rather just yep. drop it off. <laughs> and pay for it. I mean, it's, hey, I get, I, I never understood that when I was younger, when I was like, I don't know, 18 to, 25 or whatever i can never say i'm like why are you paying somebody to do this when you can do it yourself like it's and mind you i had more free time than i do now like this you're always so much smarter when you're 18 to 25 and you have everything figured out in the, the world just you do what you want 
you don't have responsibilities you're not married blah blah blah, blah. um but now i'm like i could never figure it out i'm like why are you guys paying for people to do your stuff and then now i'm like yeah no take my check here you go how much do i owe you i'm i'm i so i used to hate i'm gonna talk about this too because bring back we're talking about grocery shopping that goes along with this i used to hate going to this one grocery store in town because it was always like so much more expensive than walmart or whatever right i'd hate going there and i because i'd always shop at walmart so i know the prices at walmart pretty well i'm like i always bought usually the same stuff and i go to this other store and it's always so much more expensive And i'm like this is stupid i'm not shopping here i'm not going to do that well then we moved here and the store the other store is only like a block away so like if i need something for like cooking or it's got a better meat department too like i'll go over there and it used to be like i would hate going there because it costs so much more now i'm like now i'm just like i gotta go get like two things three things for food or i'm gonna go get food to smoke uh, whatever i'm gonna smoke today from this place and my wife asked me she's like i thought you hate going there. i was like i just don't want to deal with walmart on a saturday i can go yeah. to this place and be done it's uh, that much easier like i just don't want to i don't want to do that and i know some of you guys are probably out there doing the same thing you get to that point if you haven't got to that point someday you might and don't confuse this with settling because we still have a bunch of other stuff we do. It's just occasionally you get to the point where you're like, nah, it's not worth my time. You start weighing out what is worth your time and what's not worth your time. The sooner you do that, the better off, I think. Yeah. And I mean, like, um, sometimes I'll, no, I can't. Right. But like, um, not that too long ago, my wife and I got a, a puppy you know, about, you know, and she chews on random shit, so she chewed up all of the the corners of the windowsills. Carpets. Mm. Several rooms. She also chewed drywall like she did. And we're renting. Like this isn't this isn't the house that I fix that. They made the decision yesterday to actually move out of this place. Like I'll probably hand those drywall, mm-hmm. but the carpet, like, call a guy, hey man, yeah. like, got a dog, tore the carpet up in here, like, several days, it's not, a, it's not big areas, but, and I made it worse last night, too, playing games, and I hadn't seen Morgan in a long time. Yeah. I didn't know what was going on, so whenever we got off of here, I went to bed, I was like, captain out bed, and I was like, Morgan's at. Go all the way upstairs and the, our bedroom door's closed. Cool, make shut the door so the dogs won't get in. Now, she left the door open, which is fine, but Morgan got in there and shut the door behind herself. So she was trapped in the bedroom. Hours? Hours? She got bored. Yeah, so the carpet right in the doorway tried to pull that carpet. Yeah. Yep. That's the fun part that's, about that's dogs. That's one of the examples where it's like, mm. pay for somebody else to take care of this. I was thinking, I was like, well, I'll get in these closets. I'll pull carpet out of the closets. Living room, or I mean, in the dining room. That now. I'm going to call a guy. I'm just going to call a guy. I'm done with this. I'm over it. That's. Yeah, no kidding. That's kind of what we're going to do here probably is whenever we move out, just hire a cleaning lady and just be like, clean the place. I mean, we clean it on a regular basis, but like, instead of like trying to spot, like deep clean it ourselves, which is irritating, pay somebody to come in and clean it afterwards. Well, let's see what else we got. 
Yeah. I mean, that's part of the way. So Joe's obviously smoking ribs today. Um, and so he's going to try this new spritzing thing that he said he hasn't done yet. So it's going to be interesting. Yeah, I've never. I don't even know if I have a right spritzing concoction of water, apple cider vinegar. It's awesome. Somebody's going to and be like, what the fuck? Yeah, no kidding. Hey, I try it and I don't like it. Then I, if I try it and it's delicious, then I do it every time. I'm out. Yeah, I mean, other than that, I mean, that's. I mean, type of paying for somebody for work and then the trucks that we've gotten. I mean, that's pretty much gotten us up to the day on the vehicles and what we're doing now for that. I mean, the, the the nice part about being in the trades and learning how to do stuff is you can kind of do most of the stuff on your own, depending on what it is. Like, I won't touch electrical, but I will hire somebody to do electrical or my whoever I know who will do it. Um, Figure out something to work. Pretty easy to do. Doing a brake job, ever done a brake? Do a brake job on a truck. The only difference is whether or not you know how to do drum brakes. Drum brakes are different. Yeah. Like if you if, if you've done disc brakes on a car, brakes on a pickup, it's exact same thing. They're bigger. Mm -hmm. Same concept. Bleeding the brakes, it works the same. Like we did the we did the injectors on your six liter. If we wanted to do the injectors on a truck, mm -hmm. the only difference yeah. is I think everybody's have like. One injector is bigger than the rest. Oh, it's got a, a lead injector or something like that. It was only on some of them. Gotcha. All right, guys. Thank you for tuning into this week's podcast. We will be filming another one next Sunday. We'll have this one out to you guys just as quick as possible. I will leave a link down in the description to all of our social media links um, to this podcast, to the YouTube channel, so you can watch the video format if you would like. Um, also, please leave a review if you guys like this week's podcast. And if you have any questions, comments, or concerns, we stream on Fridays, Saturdays, and su Sunday nights, dominantly due to the work schedule. And we're, so we would love to see you guys there. It usually starts around 6.30 p.m. Um, that's basically what we got going on in our world. Yep. We'll be doing another podcast next Sunday morning. Morning talk. Got something you want us to talk about? You got a comment or anything? Something we should change? Something we should try out? Let us know. You know. This is just the beginning, so we got plenty of time to talk about whatever. Um, get geared up, guy. I don't have the I don't have the socials Garrett does, so you're not you're probably not gonna be able to find me. Mm. Let him know and, and he know, and we'll, we'll appreciate y'all hanging out, spending at least an hour with us. Yeah. Talk about whatever. Hope you guys get some enjoyment out of uh, Garrett's stupidity. You guys have a great rest of your week. We will catch you on the next episode.